Olivia Jones podcast. You dirty bastards. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Olivia Jones. Thank you so much for listening to this. On the show today, Bianca Del Rio. You know her from RuPaul's Drag Race or if you were um, part of the drag queen scene in New York before she was on season six. Probably quite unlikely, isn't it? Either way, uh, she's an absolute legend. And if you don't like her... Um, what? So, yes, stick around for her. She's going to be on the show. Now, I know a lot of people are listening to this purely for the fact to find out whether they've won these Harry Styles tickets. Can I, first of all, I'm just going to, I'm just going to apologise. I didn't run the competition very well. It was a bit confusing. Everyone was like, why aren't you on Instagram anymore? I was like, because I hate it. It makes me sad. So, I really appreciate everybody that's stuck with it. And hopefully, oh, gosh, sorry. Hopefully along the way. Uh, you've had a laugh and we've had fun and um, they, I'm, I'm going to try and get my hands on as many tickets as possible to give away because I just want to make you happy and I want to make you like me by giving you things. So, oh God, oh God it's so vulnerable and emotional. The winner, I'm just going to get my laptop. I've left it over here. Hang on, one second. <laughs> what I did was I collected everybody's entries and then I put them into an Excel spreadsheet so that you all had a number assigned to you, right? And then I did a random number generator because I'm not going to pick people based on whether we've spoken before. I want to do it as random as possible to everybody that has put in the effort. So the winner is (sighs) number 14 which is Eva Gaffney on Twitter. So congratulations to you, Eva. I've got these two tickets for Harry Styles for you to go see him in Manchester in 2018, which seems ages away. So hopefully we can give away more tickets between now and then. If you didn't win, I'm so sorry. But I promise you, there are not as many people entering this competition as there are for competitions on the radio and stuff. So I know you get your heart set on it and you start imagining like what it'd be like if you went to the gig and like if you got to saw, see him, if you made eye contact and then he invited you backstage and you got married and I got in, get an invite to the wedding. Like I'm just as upset about that as you are. Um, but stick around because there will be more opportunities for you to win and hopefully you really enjoy this interview with Bianca Del Rio. That Olivia Jones podcast. You dirty bastards. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm quite well. Quite well. Are you in a hotel right now? I am in a hotel right now, yes. And the phones, our landlines here are not working, which I don't understand why. So I'm on a UK cell phone. Oh, my goodness. To you directly. I know, technology. Um, apparently <laughs> the hotel phones are not working for some reason. That's mad. What can, I know. What can you see out your window right now? I can see, let's see, I can see sunshine and I can see dumpsters and I see a man who apparently works here on his cell phone cackling <laughs> in an alley. That's what I can see. Okay, good. That sounds like London to me. I, I... Well, I was going to say that's the kind of hotels they put me in. <laughs> I was going to ask you, when you first uh, went for RuPaul's Drag Race, did you ever think that you'd end up here? Not at all. And you know what's so funny is that, uh, you know, with RuPaul's Drag Race, I didn't do it until I was 37, but I had never traveled across the pond. So it was quite uh, amazing, you know, once all this happened, but I've been traveling the world and now it's like absolutely nothing. You know, one day you're in Australia, the next day you're in London, the next day you're in Las Vegas. It's kind of wild. It's phenomenal. Uh, it became the normality for me. Yeah, absolutely. And um, has there been a real highlight which country that you've uh, you've managed to visit? Well, for, for different reasons. I mean, I, I like Australia because, uh, you know, it, it's just 
different and exotic and fun. You know, also, I, I liked Perth uh, in Australia, which is one of my favorites. Okay. But I like London if I wanted to go shopping. You know, I also spend some time when I, when I do get a little minute, I spend a couple of days in New York just because I lived there for quite some time. And just to get that energy back again. So I go for different reasons. But, uh, you know, Bahamas is great to relax and drink and sit by a pool, mm. which I love. Uh, so I'm kind of open to anything. Okay, Bahamas. I like that. That was just thrown yeah, in at the end fun. there. I made the mistake of going to the Bahamas recently uh, for a couple of days with friends, and they were. I was thinking I was going to sit on a beach and have a drink and read a book. Instead, you know, we were doing excursions and you know jumping out of trees and swimming under rocks. And I thought, well, this is not what I signed up for, but <laughs> I had to do it. Okay. <laughs> so it was one of those. So I've learned now not to vacation with anyone. Okay, it's much better. Yeah, if you want to do what you want to do, you go by yourself. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. they forget. You know, I mean, for them, it's like, oh, this is exciting because you know they, they live normal lives. Where I'm like, I don't want to do a damn thing. <laughs> I just want to sit here and not move. Of course, and you've been so busy working at the moment. I um, I've got you on Facebook. I follow you on your. Facebook page and you just seem to be always working like is that is that okay are you all right yeah I think I think that's the plan I mean you know that was the advantage of getting to do drag race later in life you know I think um one of the things that I was most appreciative of you know I you know I've worked in New York and and, in New Orleans where I'm from for many many years and you know when you're doing those you know weekly gigs and you know there's four people in the audience and you're getting paid a hundred dollars you learn to appreciate this opportunity and this golden ticket that you have now. So for me, it, it was like, oh, the work wasn't, oh, okay, now I'm on a show, I'm set for life. No, it's like, now you've got to hustle more than ever. Yeah. And um, I enjoy, I enjoy the constant schedule. Uh, you know, if I'm not doing something that I feel like something's wrong, uh, I always say, oh, I need time off. And then when I have time off, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. But with drag in particular, there's always something to do. You know, there's always new material to write. There's always new clothes to make. There's always, you know, you have to catch up online. But I prefer it that way. You know, I think it's best. And I've been very lucky to, to, to get to work. But, um, you know, I think that's just the way that I've always been. You know, I think sitting home is not going to do me well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really connect with that, actually, because when I'm not at work, my, my girlfriend says that I'm, I'm too stressed all the time. I'm, I'm too, like, into yeah. my work. But when I'm at home and I'm not doing work, I feel like I haven't expressed myself, you know? Completely. I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, even if I say I need a day, a day is enough, you know, and, or even a day that I sleep in. That's great, but then after that, I've got things to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and also, I, I drink, so that helps. <laughs> Numb um, the pain. <laughs> okay. No, it's true. It's just one of those things that people go, you know, how do you do it? I go, you just have to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, luckily, I also surround myself with people that, that understand me and get it and also, you know, pick up the slack. So it's it's one of those things when I'm questioning myself, I have them to go, well, you know, this is what you chose to do. And you realize you're right. You know, this is this is it. I mean, and how difficult is it? To, to get on a plane and pass out, you know? Yeah. Well, people go, you must be exhausted from all that traveling. I go, yeah. well, I'm not flying the fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> sitting there with a drink, passing out, and I show up, and then I get ready. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not it's not as bad as it appears, but, but I do enjoy the, the business of it, mm, totally. Of course. Um, so what was your favorite moment in Drag Race history other than anything to do with you? Okay, don't bring it up. <laughs> um, well, you know what's funny, and, and this is going to sound really horrible, but I was never a big Drag Race fan. I, was <laughs> never, I never watched the show um, as my friends did. My friends were like, you know, stop their life and, you know, have to watch it. I preferred to watch it when there was a marathon on and I would be able to catch every episode because, you know, I hate waiting a week to find out what's to happen. Yeah. So I became a fan in season four uh, with uh, Sharon 
um, Sharon Needles, who you know later became a friend of mine. But um, I, I enjoyed it then because I thought it was quite interesting, you know, to see the dynamic of it here with someone who was not, you know, the typical drag queen, uh, polished and pretty and nice, and she won. Yeah. Uh, so it was. It was. I think that season kind of changed things for me. But then, um, you know, through it, it's kind of funny because as though. For me now, when people meet me, they go, oh, my God, you know, watching on TV was interesting. I got to meet them. And when I met Willem and uh, Karen at an event in New York, they were totally rude cunts to me. <laughs> and that what, that's what gave me the idea to do, to do the show. You okay. know, was they, were, they were total assholes. <laughs> and I was, I, they were doing a gig with me, and I was hosting the show. Yeah. And basically, I was there just to keep everybody moving. And at this point, they had just hit you know, television fame. So they thought they were wonderful. And they were totally rude to me backstage and asked, you know, who I was. I thought, this is genius. Great. And I thought, you know, pardon the expression, fuck these bitches. And from that, uh, I auditioned and then won. And now they act like they're my best friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love that. That is so true. true. I think that was my best experience, just realizing that, you know, people are assholes. But it also changes (laughs) (laughs) lives. That's excellent. That is a uh, that is a good moment to uh, to adore. It's true, and you know what's funny is that Sharon denies that it happened, but Willem goes, "Yeah, sounds like me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is Willem, isn't it? And Willem, Very of much. course, was in your um, your film. I've I've yes. seen Hurricane Bianca. Um, yes, and we're and we're filming part two actually uh, in October. No so way. Yeah, we're filming the sequel. Um, we're working it all out now as far as you know, casting is happening. Uh, you know, just sorting and scheduling. But, uh, yeah, I have a month to, to film the sequel, which we're quite excited about. Uh, and uh, Rachel Dretch will be back again, who is, you know, one of my favorites. And uh, Shangela will be back. And, uh, you know, we're working out Willem's schedule now, uh, to you know, as far as who can do what, when, and where. Mm. But, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, there's no re- getting rid of Shangela, is there? Um... No, there's no getting you know, she, she always <laughs> appears. And the best thing is we're adding Katya because I uh, – Katya, I end up in Russia. <laughs> Sorry. But I end up in Russia and uh, I, I get to meet Katya, who becomes my love interest, which is going to be a lot of fun. Incredible. That is so good. I love Katya. Um, so, have you had any of the other drag queens kind of knocking on your door saying, Can I be in it? Yes. And you know what's great about the whole thing is that it's not necessarily, it's not my movie. It's my friend Matt Kugelman who, who wrote, and I don't get involved with any of it. So I don't, uh, he wanted Willem and he wanted Chandler, and so it worked out. But I go, I'm not in charge of casting. <laughs> I, I'm not interested. And, you know, I don't like a lot of them personally, so why the hell would I want them in a movie? <laughs> but, no, but, uh, but I leave it up to him. You know, it's really his decision, so I just go, not me. That's no, I'm good. not in charge of casting. Yeah. Which is good. Saves me the trouble. Absolutely. Hands off, hands off. Um, you're quite outspoken on Facebook. Do you, do you ever get annoyed with the backlash or, or do you just take it? Well, you know, I, 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 I live in a world pre, you know, social media, so I don't care. Like, I didn't have Instagram or uh, Twitter until I did Drag Race. Uh, so for me, it's like, I, I could give a good shit. And 99% of the shit that people say or type, they would never say to your face. Yeah. So I could care less, you know, and I think that, that people get wrapped up and it's quite insane. You never win anything in the comment section of a Facebook post. Either you get my sense of humor or you don't. And I really don't care if you don't like me. That's totally fine. I will live a life, and I have. So if a 13-year-old girl in Arizona doesn't like what I have to say, well, who gives a fuck? You know, in my my brain, I always think, too, is, you know, they they can say whatever they want. They can feel whatever they feel. It's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But it doesn't mean... 
I need to hear about it. Mm. I know I always say that I don't I don't like the Kardashians, but I don't spend my life going on Kim Kardashian's page telling her that I don't like her. <laughs> I just don't bother with it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, and no matter what anybody says, you know, hateful or not, there's some people that don't like me and that's totally fine. I'm cool with that because I know in my mind that they're eventually gonna die. And that <laughs> makes me feel better. <laughs> So going on the flip side of it, um, talking about fans, have you ever had an overwhelming moment with a fan? Uh, I'm just shocked. First of all, the word fan scares me. You know, when someone says, I'm a fan, I go, that's that's presumptuous. Uh, You know, I hear a drag queen go, my brand or my fans. I I, I can't even say that. It's it's interesting that anybody even likes me. Yeah. but, but it is quite interesting that with Drag Race in particular, which most people don't realize, that a majority of the fans are straight girls, which is really interesting to me. Mm. Uh, you know, when I travel and do shows, majority of the meet and greet are straight girls that are just in love with the show and the whole idea of it, which was something I wasn't prepared for. So anytime I see a 13-year-old girl screaming, oh my God, I love you, I go, this is insane, because <laughs> none of them loved me when I was 13. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of... It's kind of overwhelming now, and you don't realize it because, you know, it's television, so you don't realize who's watching the show, you know, and the global impact of it. So when you go to Brazil and there's, you know, 20 13-year-old girls that love you, it's kind of wild, you know? My yeah. dad would be very proud right now. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that many girls love me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of insane because you just don't, you don't realize it. You know, yeah. I just, I, in my mind, I just assumed that it was only gay people that watched the show. Yeah. But now it's, it's, it's bigger than ever, which is kind of wild. That's the thing that my, my girlfriend can't get her head around is that I I fell in love with the show. And then yeah. I was kind of like, I, I kind of want to do it myself. But as a woman, I can't. Can I drag? Yes, you can. Can I? Yes. Yes, you can. Of course. There's nothing wrong with wearing a little more makeup and adding another lash. I mean, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> the more, the better. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, I think one of the reasons why I still do it, obviously, is because I still enjoy it. But uh, I kind of forget every now and then that I'm in it or, or the process it takes to do it. But once you do it, it is quite freeing. Mm. Like, I could have a really stressful, you know, flight delayed, tired, aggravated. And, you know, the thought of getting in drag is like, oh, my God, the process is a nightmare. But once you're kind of in it, you're like, here we go, you know, and it changes. It changed my life and it it definitely changes my mood drastically. I mean, you know, how can I complain? And it's done so much good for the world, I feel like, whilst it might have aggravated a few bigots around the world, it has definitely empowered so many people. Do you feel do you feel proud to be a part of that? Oh, completely. I think that, you know, anybody, I always say that, you know, either you get it or you don't. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's totally fine. But I think the smart people get it. Uh, but for me in general, it's, it's just, you know, having this opportunity to make people laugh. You know, and I'm laughing at myself as well. By no means am I, you know, some perfect specimen mm. uh, or even you know the perfect drag queen either you get the sense of humor or you don't and i think that's the great thing about getting to perform live for so many people is uh you know you're there you're in the moment you're living it and you're laughing at the simplest things but somehow it just becomes magic when they can relate to it because i think as a normal audience member they think oh well i can't relate to a drag queen and then you start telling a story or a joke and they go oh my god that's yeah. my life yeah it makes it fun um you know, because, you know, as, as drag queens, we still have the same problems that you normal people have. Oh, us muggles, <laughs> eh? That's nice. Oh, oh we do. Oh, we do. <laughs> um, so just just before I let you go, let's yeah. talk about this tour then. You're doing a tour of the UK. Yes. 
Um, so many dates. Are you really excited? I am excited. You know, it's, it's, it's one of these things where uh, there's a wonderful group here that, that, you know, that, that works with me to produce the show, which, is, which has been lovely. And I've traveled, um, you know, obviously over America and, and, and here before, but it's always great to have a schedule. And I'm quite excited to do this in, in July. And everybody's like, it's so you know, early that you're discussing it. And I go, but, you know, what's funny is that you've got to plan ahead, you know, for, for, the, for the madness of it. Um, so I'll be doing Australia in November, and then I'll be doing America in early spring. And then I, I, I meet you guys on the tail end of it. So I'm always excited. I, I, love a, I love a schedule. If I don't have a schedule, then I'm, you know, useless. Mm. <laughs> so it's fun. And obviously, you know, here in the UK, they, they totally get my sense of humor, which is, which is quite fascinating to me because the UK usually sells out faster than any place that I perform, which is a huge compliment. So you people get it and you people are smart. So I enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll take that and uh, spread the word to the nation. Um, Me too. <laughs> so what can we expect in the show? Like, uh, don't bring your Nana sort of vibe? No, I say bring her. Usually that's the type of thing that's so funny is that, you know, when people are like, oh, I was afraid to bring my mom and then they come and the mother becomes a bigger fan. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's one of those things where I would say expect the unexpected because, you know, there's, I have a loosely based script that I work off, work off of, but you know, majority of it is audience, inter, you know, interaction and you never know what you're going to get, which I love the unexpected, yeah. but I have the privilege of doing a meet and greet before the show. So usually I will meet, you know, a hundred people or so um, that I get to take photos with and get to chat with prior to the show. And usually they're the first 10 rows of an audience. So even if, you know, in a, in a place that holds 2,000 people, if no one is laughing, at least I know those 10 people in the front row. Mm. You can find out who are, you know, the ones who laugh and, 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 and you know, their nationality. And you can make a race shows, you could do, you know, all of that kind of is prep work, for yeah. me, which works out well. So at least I know I have the, those 10 rows that like me. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It works out well, okay. uh, you know, with the show. And, you know, the, the audience is a huge part of it, you know, because you never know where it's going to end up. Yeah, I'm. I that's the thing that people, I think, especially in the UK, get scared about being picked on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's payback. Yeah. I was a gay boy, so it's payback to pick on people now. Okay, all right, okay. So, is there anything that that people could perhaps prepare themselves with, like a good comeback, a witty? Do you know, Do you know what I mean? Have you got any advice for people that don't like getting picked on? No, I mean, I love all of it. I think, I, you know, when someone comes back at me with something really good, I can't help but laugh. I mean, I love it when they, when they you know, attack me. And if it, funny, it's funny. Yeah. So I say, you know, there's always comedy and truth. So the more truthful it is, the funnier it is. Mm. But you better be ready okay. you know, if you open up Pandora's box. But I definitely think that it's, it's definitely, there's, there's just truth in comedy. And, mm. and, and people forget that, you know. And I think that the... the, the Whatever you see and whatever you're you're witnessing, I think it's always good to be outspoken about it because mm. usually someone else is thinking it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so just say it. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, it's been so nice to catch up with you, and um, I can't wait to see you on those on those tour dates. You've got it on well, your thank Facebook. You. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I won't sit near the front though because I don't get picked. No, up. don't sit in the front. No, okay. don't sit in the front. You can do meet and greet, but don't sit in the front. <laughs> okay, <thanks. laughs> um, so people can find the dates on your Facebook page, on your Twitter, everywhere, basically. Yeah. Yes, correct. If you go to thebiancadelrio.com, it has all the tour dates and all the ticket information for you, uh, and that's usually the best way. And of course, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and all that as thebiancadelrio. Epic. Thank you so much, and Thank you. Um, enjoy your time. Rest of your time in London. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Talk take care. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.